Welcome to a special New Hope podcast. This is a recording from our February Amplify Night. My wife, Hannah, is getting a chance to interview Scott Cranell and Gabe Parker. They are sharing what it's like to be a coach, what it means to be a coach, and how that's been able to be part of their ministry. We hope you enjoy. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and have Scott and Gabe come on down. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Hannah Sanders, and I am Jake, the youth pastor. I'm his wife. Um, And the last couple of times, he and I have talked about parenting. Um, We've talked about sticky faith and having five on your kid's team. Um, Some of those are available on... Thank you. Um, Some of those are available on podcasts. Um, But tonight, we want to encourage you guys as parents while the kids are getting poured into down the hall. Um, And so we've got Scott and Gabe here to talk to us as um, wrestling coaches. So you might be here in person, or you might be listening to this online later, which is exciting. Um, So first off, could you guys talk about who you are and um, just what people might know about you or what why you're here I guess uh, my name is Gabe Parker and I think looking around the room I, I know most of you but um, yeah I coach middle school wrestling with Scott and have for a few years I also work in the middle school um, I've taught sixth seventh and eighth grade math and financial literacy I'll actually teach at the high school next year yeah, yeah I have a new job teaching business at the high school next year um, yeah I've coached baseball as well and then also my my wife and two-year-old are in the back um, we also have a five-year-old daughter and are expecting our third in June. So, yeah. so we have a growing family still. But those are kind of the, the details of my awesome. life, I suppose. And you coach, yes. What's that? Did you talk about coaching? Yep, I... yep, wrestling. And I've, I've done baseball in the past okay. as well. I'm not coaching baseball this summer, but I uh, did the past seven summers. So. Nice. All right, Scott. I'm, I'm Scott Cranell. Um, I've been coaching middle school wrestling now. I think this is my 10th or 11th season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's really all I've coached in the school. I've done softball, soccer, um, for club sports and things like that. Um, I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a, an 11-year-old. Um, the 13-year-old's going to be helping out, and the 11-year-old's playing in the back right now, learning his lesson. And I don't know where the 15-year-old is. No, she's, <laughs> at, she's at home. Um, <laughs> uh, she'll be at home tonight um, just hanging out, so. Yeah, Jake and I get to hang out with her with high school youth group, so that's cool. So how long have you each been a wrestling coach? You kind of talked a little bit about it, but how long have you been um, involved in that? Um, This is my third season at ADM with Scott, and then I coached a couple seasons at Panorama before, so maybe five years for me kind of in in some setting. For sure. Yeah, 10 or 11. Okay, and what kind of prompted you to start coaching even though you guys don't have kids who wrestle, um, why did you start coaching? <laughs> Chris Hatchett. <laughs> no, there, there's more to it than that. Um, for me, I, I guess I got involved at ADM. I was student teaching at ADM mm-hmm. and um, had actually coached the middle school season at Panorama, and their season ended at Christmas break. So when I started student teaching, I went up and got to wrestle with uh, Trevor Harsh, who needed a wrestling buddy, and... So he just kind of twisted me up and pinned me a lot. But um, so, so I just kind of got involved, I, I think, just because I, I kind of wanted to stay in shape. And 
Um, but then when Chris moved up to the, the high school position, they had a middle school job. Um, and quite honestly, for me, you know, Jill and I had to talk at length because I had coached baseball for a few years, and it's, it's a pretty big time commitment, mm-hmm. um, especially being during the school year wrestling. So um, I guess the big motivators for me was, one, just having another opportunity to kind of have my handprints, so to speak, mm-hmm. on middle school boys, you know, not only in baseball and in the school system, but also through wrestling. But then quite honestly, knowing that I was going to coach with Scott was yeah. um, was definitely a plus as well. Just, you know, I knew him through church. Um, I think at that point, it maybe just had Michaela in school. I'm not sure that I'd had Jordan yet, but um, yeah. anyway, so knew Scott and his family and knew that he'd be a good guy to coach with as well. So. Awesome. What about you, Scott? So... Um, Chris Hatchett again. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I graduated from college, and Chris was coaching middle school wrestling here at Adel, um, and he had, was coaching with Jerry Bond, who had coached wrestling at Adel for years and years, um, coached me when I was um, at my freshman year of high school. Uh, but he retired, and so Coach was on his own, or Chris was on his own, and knew that I like sports, liked kids, so asked me if I would be willing to, to coach with him. Um, and it was a good excuse for me to get involved with, with Adele, the yeah. community, because we were living in Adele. So I said, sure. Um, I really, I only, only wrestled for two years, mm-hmm. uh, my eighth grade year and my freshman year, and then I stopped. Unfortunately, after that, I one of my big regrets. But, yeah. um, but I knew how to work hard and stuff, so Chris wanted me to be involved. So, yeah. Um, and then fell in love with it from there and have mm-hmm. been doing it ever since. So. Awesome. So how would you say that being a coach impacts your spiritual life um, or in the lives of your students as far as spiritual lives go? Um, what role does it play? Or, Yeah. Um, that's a little tricky to answer. I think from a personal standpoint, um, I think that really depends on the coaching situation. I don't think coaching itself... Uh, is guaranteed to have any particular impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can speak from experience. Uh, I've been in coaching positions um, that were not healthy, that were not good for my marriage, were not good from a personal standpoint, um, and then spiritually as well. And then, you know, as I think about middle school wrestling specifically, you know, really for Jill and I, after my first season coaching, I remember sitting on on kind of the hearth in front of our fireplace. I, I don't know if it was, it was probably the Sunday night after youth state wrestling. So it had been a four-month season, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of talking about, like, you know, being home. <laughs> and she said, well, was it worth it? And the really pretty easy answer was yes, absolutely. And, and the reason I said that is because, one, um, I grew a lot closer with Scott, and he's been a, a phenomenal influence on me. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit up in the coach's office, and, and I know that whatever I bring up to him, you know, just in talking – like the perspective that I get back is not just some dude, right. um, you know, and what he thinks, but it's a, it's a man of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for Scott. So it's been good from that perspective. Um, but then also, you know, I think about the boys. Wrestling, I think, is really unique, too. There, there's, uh, I think you just kind of have to do it to, to know. But there's, there's nothing like the kind of the bond that, the wrestlers create, but then also we create with the boys mm-hmm. in the wrestling room. I mean, we, we literally bleed, sweat, and I'm not going to admit that I cry, but 
but I have. <laughs> but, the, the, you know, we, we, we were right there with them. Um, yeah. And I think they respect that a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of gains us that trust. And, you know, just especially at the end of the season, the conversation with, you have with some of those fellas about how hard they've worked and, yeah. and the work that they've put in and, and just how much we've seen them grow, not only as wrestlers, but as, as young men. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say really, as a school counselor, I get to see how yeah. wrestling coaches and wrestling as a sport, you get the opportunity to pour into those boys in a way that you don't with a team sport necessarily. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, because it is individualized, it's very different. So yeah. I, I think we see, a, um, I would say, even a spiritual impact on the boys as well. So, um, since Gabe bragged on me a little bit, I'm going to brag on him. <laughs> uh, it took me actually a year to get Gabe to, to agree to coach. Oh, um, so the, the real truth comes out. Yeah, it, <laughs> but it was worth it. Um, I coached a season by myself. Co- Gabe would come to meets, but practice, I, I was by myself. And, mm-hmm. But it, like I said, it was worth it. And the reason I pursued him so hard was because of his relationship with God, and I knew what kind of man I was getting there. Um, I knew I wanted somebody that I could trust with the boys mm-hmm. if I wasn't there. Um, but also not just his, his godly nature, but his work ethic and the way he, he handles himself. I, when Chris and I coached together, we were always, like Gabe said, we were down on the mat with them, sweating, bleeding. Anything we asked them to do, we would be right there next to him doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we weren't whistleblowers, as, as I like to call them. Yeah. Um, so I knew getting Gabe into the room, he'd be the same way, which he is. And so that having that relation, having that coaching mentality that that we have, that we're going to be right there with them. We don't. The boys know that we don't ask anything of them that we won't do, mm-hmm. and that's huge because then they know they can trust us with other things. Yeah. Um, they can trust us with times where they're hurt or where they're injured or where they're uncomfortable or things like that. Um, so it's just great having him there. And then, like you said, after practice, we, we can talk. I mean, it's not just about wrestling. We talk about life. We talk about things. And that's helped me grow spiritually, yeah. having somebody there that I can talk to about things like that. Um, it also, coaching kind of keeps me in check as far as mm. how I look, how I'm perceived by the athletes, but yeah. also their parents. I want to make sure that they know that their kids are in good hands. Right. So I, I kind of keeps me in check and makes me look at what I'm doing, how I'm living, um, and keeps me focused on what I need to be focused on. So That's awesome, yeah. So I can say this just from knowing what I know with youth ministry, but you both have had major impacts on a lot of kids' lives, which is really awesome. But what do you think it takes to be a person that makes an impact on um, a teen or a kid? You kind of spoke a little bit about just being somebody they can look up to, but... Um, Maybe for somebody listening that's not super athletic that's going to coach, what does it take to be somebody that can impact um, a kid or a teenager? <laughs> um, the, the big word that comes to my mind is just being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, does, you don't have to be athletic to coach. I, I've had coaches throughout the years that weren't athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at NFL coaches. You can go down the line and you can look at NFL coach, head coaches and they are not, some of those guys, you can tell, didn't really ever play the sport, but right. they know the sport and they know how to work to get people to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big piece of that, especially in junior high, is just being genuine with the kids that you're, you're dealing with and set the expectations, 
show them that you're going to live up to those expectations yourself and then hold them to those expectations and, yeah. and they yeah. tend to like it. It's yeah. kind of funny. Um, you, we get a lot of kids in there that don't have expectations that come from places where that those expectations aren't there. Mm. And I can remember over the years, we've had kids that's like, teachers will be like, oh, he's wrestling. Good luck with that. Or, you know, and it's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring him in here. We'll get him sweating. We'll get yeah. him working hard. And then they'll see it's, you know, and we tend not to have problems with kids in the room. Um, even the ones we get warned about. Yeah. It's, it, rarely have we ever had to discipline somebody for a, an issue behavior issue right um, there's other things we discipline them for they get they get plenty of that but <laughs> um, I think that helps them knowing the, the expectations that we have yeah so. that's awesome what about you Gabe yeah I think uh, Scott brings up a good point you know, I remember when I when I first started coaching baseball I was I think we were just married, so I was maybe 25 and was coaching varsity baseball players, and, and I had this kind of mentality that, like, I have to prove to them that I'm I'm as fast, I'm as strong, mm-hmm. I'm as athletic, you know, to, to gain their, and <laughs> it, was probably, it was probably Aiden Flora as a seventh grader in the wrestling room. I was like, that kid's faster than me. <laughs> that kid pound for pound is way stronger than me. You know, like, so, so the, you know, there's, there, and there's been other, but, there, you know, there's moments where I, I just kind of realized, like, first of all, I'm not going to be the fastest, strongest, like, toughest guy in the room and that's mm-hmm. not that's not really the point and so you know uh, over the years I think what it's kind of evolved into is, is really I don't have anything to prove to the to the athletes as far as what I can do physically because that really doesn't matter but I have everything to prove as far as what the way I choose to live and mm-hmm. what my character is so you know a, a phrase we've used with the boys this year a few times is living above reproach mm-hmm. and you know we explained to them that basically the idea is that it doesn't mean you're perfect, right? People make mistakes, and so to, to be to live above reproach means one to admit your mistakes, mm-hmm. and two to live in a way that you are consistently in a position to be doing the right thing, yeah. right? That that you're always in a position to do the right thing. Um, so really, I, I think that's how we have probably the biggest impact on the boys is we just we live that way yeah. and we teach that and like Scott said like we we hold them to incredibly high expectations yeah um, which I kind of have the advantage of being in the school as well yeah um, so there's you know there's little opportunities you know the boys walking down the hallway and does what they shouldn't be doing in the hallway and and it doesn't take much more than a sideways glance and it's like oh crap <laughs> the coach saw that you know and it, it's not because they're worried about up downs it's not because you know they're worried about how much I'm gonna make them run it's because they, they they don't they don't want to let us down. Yeah. And, and I think it's just because they they see the way that we kind of lead our lives, and they I think they respect that. I think it it sounds like they see the way that you value them, and so then they value what you think of them. Yeah. Um, so, what advice would you have for parents about finding people who influence their kids or who can influence their kids um, in a positive way? Don't use this as an opportunity to advertise the wrestling program. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, there's, <laughs> you know, actually, this this has been a little interesting. You know, we have our, our five year old started started kindergarten this year, and um, I'd say especially with Brenna, I've I've been a pretty I don't know if I've been overly protective, but um, I don't know. I just worry about her a lot, and, and I and I really, you know, I'm I'm in the school system. I've been teaching in some capacity for almost a decade, and you know, from high school to sixth grade, to, and like. I've seen a lot of things that, like, I don't, 
don't want her to be around that. Like, I yeah. don't want her to be influenced by that, whether it's adults or kids. So, so this year has been a little hard for me, just knowing that she's like, she's out there. Like I, 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 I don't even get to be a fly in the wall, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when I think about her, her first or her kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Shaw, to some degree, I, I just have to trust that she has Brenna's best interests mm-hmm. you know, at heart. And that, and then, you know, I think too, like communicating with her teacher and, and getting to know her as best, you know, through conferences and things like that. Like, I think that's important as a parent to know who your kid is with in the classroom. But, but you know, you can't know. Yeah. You can't know everything. So I would say, you know, especially as, you know, as I think about Brenna starting to get involved and, you know, she's done t-ball and she wants to do soccer and she's done tumbling, like finding opportunities to get to know particularly the, the adults that are influencing your kids, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's a coach or an advisor, um, you know, or even a teacher. I don't know if I should say like vetting them. That's, you know, that's maybe yeah. not. But I don't know. I think it is important to know kind of who those influences are. Because, you know, I, I can think from a coaching perspective, I, I mean, I can tell you who my, who my first grade t-ball coach was. Yeah. And Mike Bergman was an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I, I attended church with him. He was great friends with my parents. Like I knew Mike really, really well, and I really looked up to Mike. I can also tell you who other coaches were that, uh, especially looking back, I'm like, man, like why did my parents let me be around that guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, really. And, you know, I was glad to, you know, have that season, but at the same time I wonder, like, should my parents have pulled me out of that situation, mm-hmm. you know, so that I wasn't around those influences? So I, I think just as a parent – I don't know, being very conscious of yeah. the adults that are about that. Spending, spending time with your kids, I think is important. Scott, do you have anything to add? Um, I, I was very fortunate. I mean, I'm, I'm in a different stage of life than Gabe right now, yeah. <laughs> having a high schooler and, and grown kid. I mean, kids that are much older. But going through those stages that Gabe's coming into, Myself and my friends were a lot of the influence in my kids' lives, mm. coaching-wise and um, school-wise. I mean, the teachers, I, I knew some of them. I didn't know all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing for me is, I mean, Gabe kind of spoke about it. You just kind of have to trust that who your kid's with at the time is, is going to be taking care of them. And we've had great coaches. We've had great teachers. We've been very blessed in that all throughout our kids' lives. I think the big thing, though, is... You, you can't always control who's around your kids. So controlling the influences in their lives is more about you. Um, I had the word and I lost it. But you just being intentional about your conversations with Processing kids. Processing that with and, them. And talking to them and, and having yeah. them talk to you. And I mean, if, if they have a bad teacher that they don't like or a coach that they don't like, like figure out why. And, and don't just say, oh, yeah, they're a bad coach. Don't listen. I mean... No, or, you know, if they don't like their teacher, it's why, why don't you like your teacher? Yeah. What, what's, what's going on there? And, and typically it's, it's pretty easy to work out if you just are yeah. intentional about having that. And, and you can use that to then build them up. I mean, mm-hmm. my oldest daughter's had coaches she doesn't like, and it's like, well, you might not like what they're saying or how they're saying it, but, you know, we, we got to work through that. And as we work through it, now she's grown because mm-hmm. of the situation she was in. Was it a great influence in her life? No, but can you make it a positive one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Send them to wrestling. <laughs> if you haven't learned anything tonight, it's that your children should join wrestling. 
Just kidding. No. Um, well, we really appreciate hearing your heart behind being a coach. Um, as parents, I hope you see um, both at school or in sports, but then also at New Hope, just some of the adults that love your kids and love pouring into your kids. Um, there's just a lot of awesome people that want to be in your kids' lives. So um, the handout that everybody has has three different kind of sections where you can have not exactly the same conversation, but a conversation about what your kids are subscribing to. Um, some, some things kind of tie into what Gabe and Scott talked about, but other things to consider are maybe even asking your kids who they look up to, finding out who those people are, like Scott talked about, how they feel about their teacher or their coach and helping them process those things, um, talking with your spouse about what that looks like, about the adults that are in your kids' lives, um, and then, Scott, you kind of talked about this too, but your friends and the people who are in your life or your small group um, could be another space to have that conversation um, and just how you're being intentional with the influences that are in your kids' lives and um, who they're subscribing to. So in just a little bit, we're going to have family time, um, and the family time question is going to be, who do you look up to in real life and why? Am I wrong? I'm wrong. Jake's going to correct me. We are not doing family time gotcha. here. What we are encouraging oh. is that go home and do family right. time that makes sense. Um, at some point this week. Don't listen to this, say, oh, that was great. We got to hear from Scott and Gabe and then never do anything with it ever again. Um, what we are going to do is we're going to dismiss you to go get your kids. Can I tell them the question? Yes. Oh, okay. never mind. Okay, we're going back. So when you have your discussion later at home, um, talk about who do your kids look up to in life and why. Um, we did that actually with high school youth group back right before Thanksgiving. And we asked, who are some adults that you guys look up to that you want to hear from? And actually, Gabe was one of them that was mentioned by a lot of the boys in youth group that have done wrestling. So that's kind of a, a fun little connection. But then we had Gabe come and speak at youth group. So your kids will tell you who they see and how they see living their lives and who they want to to spend time with. So Their, an their answer to that is a good chance to figure out, hey, how do I get this person to spend more time with my kid? How do I put my yeah. kid in the chance to um, be impacted by this kid more often? Um, do you have anything else? Or? I okay. am officially done. Sorry about that. Thank uh, you. We're changing schedules as we go. Such a blessing to be able to listen to Scott and Gabe just share their hearts. If you have any questions, I'd encourage you to reach out to Scott Crandall or to Gabe Parker and just talk to them about more about what impacted you. If you would like a copy of the workbook, you can send an email to kids at newhopealdell.org and get that from Katie. Um, we'd love to encourage conversation and help you think a little bit more about what it means to be a parent and how we can impact our community right where we're at. Thanks for listening. God bless.